0: Welcome to the 24 Stories podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and help build brands. I'm your host, Stephen Ryan, founder of 24 Stories, and I'll be joined each week by guests from a variety of industries, here to tell you how they built their brands. And also a big thanks to this week's show sponsor, itrolley.ie, who have come on board to sponsor this episode. Itrolley is an online marketplace that offers thousands of products, and a broad range of services and they're down in Little Island and you can find out more about them on itrolley.ie. You know Christmas has started in Ireland when you're flicking through your radio station and you hear Christmas song after Christmas song after Christmas song because Christmas FM is
1: back on, usually the end of November.
0: Walter, how did it start?
1: Like many great Irish ideas, it started one evening outside a pub. (laughs) And I Christmas? Uh, no, actually, you noticed. <laughs> you were thinking about Christmas. Well, actually, there was a few of us who had worked on various radio stations and we were just kind of thinking, what are we going to do next? And we were talking about different formats of radio station that you can do. And somebody said, how about a Christmas station? And it was one of those moments where everyone stops, pint half in the air. and goes, have a go with that. And to explain a little bit more, in Ireland, you can get a temporary radio license, so you can be an official radio station. You're only allowed to have 30 days worth of it. So with Christmas, that makes perfect sense. You can't count back from the day following Stephen's day. And you end up, as you said, at the end of November. And we thought, most people will stomach that. You know, end of November, Christmas, that's all right, I'll live with that. If you turn up like at Halloween, like it's like talking about school books in June, you know, it's just wrong. We were right there, so, We started then and so we had the idea and then you have to try and think, right, well, we have to get a license application in, we have to get on air by the end of November. We have lots of stuff to do. We have to go and find premises, try and find money to pay for it. We'd agreed we'd pay it ourselves if if we couldn't get sponsorship, but luckily we we did. And very quickly after having the idea of having Christmas FM was the idea of, well, wouldn't it be nice to work with a charity? And so in year one, we went off and talked to, ISPCC and we thought, right, we'll do this, we'll do our year one, and year one was just Dublin. Kind of a notion that we might raise about 10 grand for ISPCC, and in the first year we raised 30 grand. So that was like a phenomenal thing to us, and we realized that people were connecting with us. Now, we had no great funding for advertising or anything like that, so what we did was we got hold of a journalist we knew said, listen, we'll give you 500 quid, will you look after PR? Because the reality is PR is a very useful way of communicating with people. There are people out there who have big books full of business cards and people's names and phone numbers who can phone up the all the other newspapers and say, listen, we'll send you some photographs, will you stick those in at the end of November? And that all counts. And we also started with websites and getting up on social media as well. And that's where we began to realize that the magic of Christmas, as we call it, was beginning to happen. We also had kind of made a decision that the best approach to matters would be to make the best station that we could. Because the bigger the audience, more people were likely to put their hand in the pockets. So if you went by being a worthy station, your Aunt Mary might listen on Thursday evening and tell you you're wonderful, but you aren't really going to achieve very much. So, as everybody has kind of said, like, have an idea of what you're aiming for here. Uh, you know, set a target, set a goal, set an ambitious goal. If you fail a little bit, sure, isn't it better than not setting a goal at all? And that was very much part of how we approached things. So year one out of the way, said, right, well, Dublin worked well. Next year we we'll would be adding Cork into that. And we built up the social media side really quite a lot. Without it, it would be very difficult. We ended up by having over a million listeners, which is a very, very solid figure in, in the radio world. Uh, one of the other things was data and finding out about your customer. And you get all that information back, and you, you then have some idea of who your listenership is. Because if you don't know who your customer is, you could be wasting your time carrying out activities that are not ever going to get you anywhere towards your goals. So those are two things. The working with the charities we realized after year one was slightly more complicated. We'd, we got in and in, in year one, we got the money from the sponsors, we got donations in, and we put it all in one big pot. We took whatever we'd spent, because you know transmission equipment and all that has to be paid for, and then gave the rest over to the charity. <coughs> and in year two, we started with a, a Chinese wall. So we went to sponsors and said, you'll sponsor the station, and that sponsorship will pay for the station. And then separately, we will ask for donations from our listeners, and that would go directly to the charity. So, if you go to Christmas FM and you go to the donate page, that isn't actually our page. That's the charity's page, papered to look like us. So, every donation goes direct to the charity. On our phone line, when you call in and you pay your two euro, that's a three way agreement with the charity. So, that money goes direct to the charity. And it's very, it's allowed us a lot of comfort. It's taken light because people go, Oh, so where is all this money go? Director right charity. Um, how, you,
0: how did you convince all of the presenters? They all do it voluntarily, don't they? Yeah,
1: they do. Um, there's a surprising number of hairy old middle-aged men and women who were in in, in radio in younger days who are willing to put their, their shoulder to the wheel. And so, you know, people like Mike Maloney, ex-2FM people, are all willing to come up and do a few hours and just blanket for you know they need some after the funeral to, to see them to see them good and so they they've all they've all just done it and uh, do it with a, a really good heart and that builds an atmosphere for the station because everybody is just here with one focus in mind to make this the best station they can and to raise as much as they can for whichever charity we're partnering with that just comes out on air you know and the listeners have the opportunity to text in in a way that they wouldn't have access Normally in a station, the online activity—you know—we would have gone. I think it's over a hundred thousand Facebook uh, hits, or not hits, but connections. And you know, these people interact with us all the time. There is a, there's kind of a, a level of trust that we have, and it, it's incredibly uh, important not to damage that trust. Uh, when we are selecting charities, we go through a very thorough process to make sure that nothing's going to blow up in our face. Because if that trust is damaged, then it's it's very, very hard to rebuild that. And We saw a few years back, and unfortunately, some people involved in charity were not as trustworthy as it would be like. And it did horrible damage to the charity sector in general. So uh, it's not that we want to be that particular but if you're not that particular, the opportunity for something going wrong is always there and you don't want to, to count since that. So year on year, as we've gone on, we've added more transmitters. After Cork, the following year, we added Limerick and Galway, and then we added uh, South uh, Cavan and across to Leitrim. And then we added in the Southeast, covering Waterford in that area, we put one in Wicklow, one in Bray, uh, one in uh one in Sligo last year, which was a huge success. And, you know, we know from all the information that's coming in where these people are listening. We do market research after we've gone off air. And you've done a bit of OB stuff as well, have you? Have you yes. outside? Yeah, no, we've done uh, outside broadcasts. They can be brilliant, but in December the weather can really give you a clatter around the side of the head, if it feels like it. So it can be entertaining from that perspective as well. One of the things that uh, we did last year, though, is we we did Snow Day, where we just went online on the uh, 1st of March when everything closed down. Mm -hmm. Because we're based on FM in Ireland, online you can go around the world. So we would have the best part of a million listeners around the world as well. In the US, anywhere you'll find the Irish diaspora, there'll be somebody there playing Christmas FM. And it becomes this strange conduit back from... Dubai, or Australia, or America, or anywhere in the world, back to people in Ireland. And on Christmas Day itself, you'll have these messages coming in from far from places saying hello to Mary and Douglas and the family and stuff like that. And that's really the whole, you know, we're talking about tribes. It is incredible like that. If you were to give one tip to grow. A community
0: that loves what you do or to get people to visit your website or whatever
1: or to listen to a radio station. what's the one tip that you provide other businesses here today now, i would always say know your customer because as long as you're keeping in touch and knowing your customer you can get them what they want brilliant thanks for being for our panel
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the 24 Stories podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn at 24 Stories Tribe. I'll be back next week with a brand new guest.